Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It All right, once again, folks, the most wonderful time of the week. The founder of Daily Coast, the founder of Civics with a Q, the host of the new and most popular podcast, The Brief. Every week. The, the largest online progressive community. The the largest polling sample of most polls. The largest audience YouTube and podcast. Two out of three. <laughs> Two uh, out of three. <laughs> it's getting it. You're betting well. If this yeah. was baseball, you'd be in the Hall of Fame. That's right. I I, I help him with his PR, folks. We just <laughs> Marcos Melitzas joins us as always from the left coast. Hey, buddy, how are you? Doing good. I like your fancy background. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, do you have a Do you have a green screen back there? Got, got, a, green screen, got a green screen back here. Oh, I like it. But we're working on some, some other stuff coming. Some other big things coming. Ooh, cool. one day soon, you all may actually see a, a big picture window overlooking Times Square behind me. Oh, yeah, so nice. tease that out a little bit, y'all, in, in real life. So just... Oh, in real life? Yeah, just hold on. Oh. Hold on. Yeah, we're, we're okay. Uh, I don't know if you ever... Uh, if you ever watched the Jeffersons growing up, but the song Moving On Up to a yep. Deluxe Apartment. Yeah. And, and so we might be moving on up here on Make It Plain. So y'all stay tuned. Um, uh, but do not misinterpret the appearance uh, to suggest wealth at all. So please send money if you want. Uh, <laughs> We're all hustling. <laughs> this, is all, this is what this is all about. We're trying to get it done. So we didn't get a chance to talk last week, but today's Thursday, Wednesday, of course, a reparations bill markup, DC statehood markup, more on that later, but so many positive progressive things happening, infrastructure uh, on an uh, uh, 
I, I guess on a well, I would say FDR, but it was really the highway system got built on the Eisenhower. But but infrastructure big tucked in there. Five point three billion dollars, Marcos, for gun violence prevention to go to organizations doing work on the ground. Never happened before. That's on last Wednesday, Wednesday week ago. Friday, uh, a week ago tomorrow, I'm looking up and it's get a notification. He's actually going to appoint a commission to expand the Supreme Court. What? So Joe Biden is is do, and I've been looking at other people on television who've been saying out loud, we really weren't expecting. Nobody was historically moderate, plain white bread, unexciting candidate that shouldn't be the nominee. Those are your words uh, to oh, yeah. <laughs> to do. Oh, yeah. But when I saw five point infrastructure, five point three billion for gun violence uh, prevention commission to expand the Supreme Court, uh, one thing after the other, I'm like, you know, I, I think it's a legacy thing, too, though, Marcos, you reach an age in life where you realize you have an opportunity. I want to be if you're, if you're the president, I'm, you want to be the best president ever. That's how you want to go down. Right. So you yeah. do these things. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, there is absolutely zero people who thought this was going to happen. I mean, nobody thought. And we thought we'd be gearing up to do battle, to push him to just do normal things, you know, and, you know, the way we had to with with Barack Obama. And of course, Obama had to deal with. Um, being a black candidate and being a lightning rod. And one of the, I think one of the big factors here is that the right wing has no freaking clue how to deal with Joe Biden. They just don't, they can't get that anger, that visceral anger for him. And, and so you have, you know, here you have uh, Biden passing a, what, a nearly $2 trillion rescue plan. Now he's talking $3 trillion in infrastructure. And Fox News is what? Talking about, Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss, like they can't even bring themselves. Can you imagine if this was President Warren or President Bernie or President AOC, right? Exact same actions. You would be talking about the end of civilization, but because he's an old white guy, they just really don't know how to, how to deal with that. And so Biden, who's history of being the senator from MBNA, right? I mean, this guy, this he carried water for <laughs> the credit card industry. He eviscerated Anita Hill during the Clarence Thomas Supreme Court hearings. He was the author of the, of the crime bill, right? The infamous crime bill. This guy's history is not a great history. And we really zeroed in on that during the primary. And then black voters said in South Carolina said, yeah, yeah, all that, but, you know, Donald Trump, and this is still America. And we know what America looks like probably better than anybody else, right? And, you know, people like me were kind of like yeah, respectful, but skeptical. Yeah, yeah. And so we thought, okay, getting rid of Donald Trump is the greater necessity, right? If that's, if that's what we're going for, you know, here for, I'll, I'll respect that. Let's get rid of Donald Trump. Turns out it was a lot harder than we even thought. Mm-hmm. And there is real question right now whether anybody else in that field could have beaten Donald Trump. And I, and he may literally have been the only candidate in that race. Cause everybody else was either gay or female or black or Latino or multiples of those, you know, combinations. And so there, there is a real, real question. Like if the old boring white guy barely won, what would it have been like had we had somebody that was more polarizing to the right wing? So, that, that, you know, we could debate that, you know, we can't peek into an alternate universe and see what happened. But what we can say is that 
there is zero indication that Biden would govern this way. And, and just even look at the way he campaigned. Right. He told wealthy donors that, you know, nobody would have to pay extra, that that he told the people all we're going to do is go back to the Obama years. Uh, he, he argued time and time again that he could get Republicans to come aboard and that he would work hard to get Republican support for his priorities. He hasn't done any of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, he's pushing for tax cut for the you know wealthy and corporations. I mean, tax increases. You know, he he was happy to pass um, the the uh, rescue plan with zero Republican votes, and he's going to be just as happy to pass an infrastructure bill with zero Republican votes. Like that, and there's nothing about going back to the Obama years, right? He's pushing ahead, like he's pushing yeah. hard, and and even Bernie Sanders said that the 1.9 trillion dollar uh, rescue plan, uh, which is smaller than his infrastructure bill. I mean, Bernie Sanders said that was the most consequential piece of legislation out of Washington, D.C. since the 60s. Mm, mm. But we don't, it's not even like me and you like being apologists for Joe Biden, right? Because there's right, right. really, uh, it's Bernie Sanders right. saying like nobody's been, nobody's done anything like this in what, 60 years. Right. Right. That's that's crazy stuff. And so, yeah, now we're if if we can keep keep this momentum going, if this infrastructure bill passes, if we can make the child tax credit, that monthly check tax credit that, you know, all parents get, if we can make that permanent, which is still not permanent, it expires at the end of the year. Uh, if you know, write that right there alone, that's already a transformational presidency now if you can figure out how to get immigration reform in there dc statehood expand the supreme court these are all things that are possible they're i don't think they're probable at this point but they're certainly possible and it's going to set up a situation where it, it's the ball game is going to be next november i mean i i don't even want i love elections i don't want to talk about elections right now it's going to be hard next November, but we need to get Joe Manchin out of that driver's seat. It has mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. And we have great Senate pickup opportunities. We can actually pick up five, six seats, theoretically. We can also lose five, six seats. And the every single Senate battleground is in a state that was a presidential battleground. And we saw how those went, right? It's going to be Wisconsin. And it's going to be um, Pennsylvania and Florida and Georgia and Arizona and North Carolina. It's the same freaking states. And I don't think much is going to change, right? I mean, I think we're so locked in and those, those are battleground states for a reason, right? These are all 50-50 states. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to deal with presidential party burnout that we've historically seen in every first midterm election of a new president, except for George Bush after 9-11. And so we have to basically overcome historical trends to be able to expand that majority. Yeah, we don't need five, six seats. We need two. We just need to get freaking cinema and mansion out of the driver's seat. And then a lot changes, but we, you know, the house we have redistricting ahead right and republicans are on the driver's seat and gerrymandering there's a lot here at stake but it's amazing what we've already we i'm already taking credit what joe Biden has accomplished so far more mip after this message well and and what he's done is hopefully build the case and make it easier for democrats as you know next november comes around it, uh, what is Civic saying about 
Joe Biden's approval numbers right now. So Joe Biden, we we have him lower than a lot of the public polling. Yeah. Some of the public polling is like 60-40. That's just it's that's it's just not. It's just not that good. We have him, you know, uh slightly overboard. You know, we have him in the in the low 50s, which is much better than Donald Trump ever got. I think Donald Trump's highest was 43% right. in our in our polling. So we have Joe Biden low 50s. Um he's obviously has universal uh support amongst Democrats, uh, Republicans all hate him. I mean, it's what you expect. And he's, he's slightly above water with independents, which independents hate everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's just the factor. You know, they didn't like Trump. They don't like uh, Joe Biden, generally speaking. But he's got a slight lead. And I think that's, that's about right, just given how polarized we are as a country. Um, there's a thing, we've talked about this before. It's a thing called, um, in polling, called response bias. So when your party's doing well, you're more likely to answer a poll than when things are going crappy. You just don't want to talk politics, right? And civics polling, our methodology eliminates response bias. And most traditional polling, especially anything done over the phone, does not. So who's going to answer the phone right now? Is it going to be a Democrat who's excited about everything that's going on? Or is it going to be a conservative who really just wants to talk about Mr. Potato Head because everything else, you know, they're just they they can't even get their shit together to oppose trillion dollar multi-trillion dollar bills this should be like this is like low hanging this is like hitting watermelons right for republicans and they can't pull it together yeah yeah so um speaking of statehood and speaking of mansions i i have some some calculus just just let's walk through this for a minute you know, we don't know what Joe Manchin's doing. Don't really understand I me. Mean, he's just being Joe being Joe, Joe Manchin. It would behoove Joe Manchin to vote for D.C. statehood because it would then literally free him, Marcos, to do whatever he wants to do and not be the person to sabotage everything. In fact, he could even flip Republican if he wanted to. Who would care? But if we get statehood and get those two senators, he can just be his usual crazy self. I, I just think it will be glaring. And folk are already talking about going to see him. I'm getting calls like we need to send buses. We need to go see him <laughs> in West Virginia or something, whether that'll help or not. But I mean, people are getting very impatient with him. He he just can't get away with blocking everything. So I hope someone says to him, say, dude, just vote for statehood. And you don't have to vote for nothing else. Just go ahead, do that, and let leave the Democrats be. But but for him to position himself, I don't even I think he's ahistorical, too, because there there were times in his in history uh, uh, from southern senators like Eastland and Thurman and people like that. Who were who blocked everything. Is, is I mean, is, is that the way Joe Manchin really wants to be remembered? I would think not. I, mean, I don't know, but I just think if he votes for statehood, he can then free himself up to do whatever he wants to do. So his, um, yeah, which is why I'm surprised he's not also, I mean, that's probably maybe a reason he's against eliminating the filibuster right now, because as long as there's a filibuster, he doesn't have to be the 60th vote. My thinking has always been you eliminate the filibuster. You're actually more important. <laughs> you know, you actually matter more, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's just easier for him to be, um, the thorn on the side. Now, Manchin is a very sort of interesting case because we have no business having a senator in West Virginia right now. West Virginia is 
you know, I, I forget, right? It's like the second or third most Republican state in the country. I mean, it's like if we had a Republican senator, a Democratic senator in Wyoming or North Dakota. I mean, that's how crazy it is. So the fact that we have any, any senator, and keep in mind that seat has given us the majority, right? Because we have a 50-50 Senate. So um, he does get some latitude. Sometimes you wonder why he cares about some things and not other things. He's, he's a very weird person. Um, you know, his, his thing on minimum wage, right? I, I'm not sure given, um, but he, um, so he, his sort of tact has always been to be uh, a conservative Democrat and, you know, maybe that'll get him elected. And almost every Democrat that got elected in West Virginia, including the current governor, was a Republican, and they all flipped, right? So he's the last guy standing, and he could flip at any time, and he hasn't, right? So there, there's something keeping him a Democrat, because mm -hmm. he doesn't have to be. And he ran for re-election, and it was a midterm election, and he barely won. He, he won by three points. It was, it was um, the closest election. I don't see how he wins in the presidential year. Like... And I don't know how he thinks he wins in a presidential year. And he's taken some steps that have been surprisingly progressive. And he's criticized Trump in a, in a very, um, again, surprising way because it, it, he's sort of started to deviate. And for a while, I thought, well, maybe he's given up. Like, he's not running for re-election anymore. And he's just going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Um, and... You almost saw this in that two point in the one point nine trillion rescue plan, right? Because he started get. I mean, he did block the minimum wage increase, but he started making some noise, and then just buy and give him some gift. Here's some money for rural broadband, and we're gonna pull back on some other thing. It was it was like almost a relatively minimal gesture, but he got to declare victory, like you know, he had his impact. And Biden got the $1.9 trillion. So now we get to do this all over again with this <laughs> $3 trillion infrastructure bill. But there's no doubt that Joe Manchin wants to brag about bringing, you know, and I actually believe he cares about his, the people in his state, right? So here's a chance for him to do the right thing. Um, DC statehood's weird, right? Because it doesn't affect West Virginia directly. Uh, it's going to be an easy line of attack for his opponents in his reelection campaign, right? They'll accuse him of, of, in dog whistle, or maybe not even in dog whistle, how he basically put more black people in the Senate, right? I mean, he's going to get it. It's going to be racist and ugly and because that's what West Virginia is, Napalicha. So he's got to know that's coming. But even then, he hasn't shut the door on statehood, which he's happy to shut the door on things. I mean, he's not shy <laughs> to say, I'm not going to let this go. And he actually left the door open on, on D.C. and Puerto Rico uh, as well. And Mark, we've talked about Puerto Rico before, and that's a little more, it's a much more complicated story there. So as much as I want DC, uh, Puerto Rican statehood, it's not as simple as DC. DC is open shut. There's just, there's just yeah. no freaking argument against it. Puerto Rico, there are arguments against it. And so um, that needs a whole different calculation. But at least with DC, he's left the door open. Does that mean he's going to vote for it? Obviously, no. But um, I think there's a chance for it. And um, I would obviously love to see it before next year's elections. And um, there, I, I mean, Mark, you're, you're right in the middle right now of that, you know, of, of that, of that debate. So let me ask you, are cinema in mansion and maybe Angus King, are those the, are those the holdouts right now? 
on on the Senate side as far as Democrats I, well, are concerned? I, well, no, because my understanding is at the moment, and I don't know why I can. I'm only going by the co-sponsor number, um, and it 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 looks like there's still only 44 co-sponsors, if if that information is accurate. So I, we really don't know until we see what the full co-sponsor list is, because you want to get uh, all 51 co-sponsors. So I'm not sure. At least those three are probably the ones still holding out. I'm not sure where the other people are right now. John Ossoff came on just a few weeks ago. That's big. Um, I'm not sure where the rest of the sponsor list is. And um, so, you know, we'll just have to see. And I don't know. You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, um, the usually people who are really for a bill, they come on and co-sponsor. But then the others, because of, of politics, don't co-sponsor. But when it comes to the floor, they go ahead and, and vote for it. Um, so I don't I'm sure there are a handful of Democrats that are still kind of in that category. They just want to vote, not be on the bill. Um, but at least we do know that the three you name, King, Mansion, and Cinema, have not signed on as co-sponsors as of yet. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I actually saw some things King was saying that didn't look. I mean, I don't think anybody has shut off. Uh, I haven't seen a single Democrat say absolutely no. And so right. at that point, there's there's hope, and there's who knows? Maybe they're all polling in their states to see if anybody really cares. Because I, I just don't think anybody's gonna. It's not gonna register to somebody in Arizona, or even West Virginia. And Republicans are gonna make a big deal out of Democrats rigging the system, and then you're gonna have that racist undertones, right? Because it's gonna be two new black senators. Um, but, so you're but gonna have Marcos. Hold it. Let, let me just pause you right there. The 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 shadow delegation now, folks. So you don't know. Statehood is it follows the Tennessee plan of the 1700s, where you elect shadow senators and shadow members of Congress. The shadow delegation for D.C. now, because D.C. has become so gentrified, uh, is white. Now, granted, those positions probably aren't as attractive to prominent black polls, although Jesse Jackson was one of the first shadow senators from D.C. Uh, so I would not presume um, because DC's become so gentrified that they will be so they can you they no longer have the Marion Barry argument. So that was the argument for years. Marion Barry, Marion Barry, Marion Barry. Mm. And yeah. that's gone. That's gone. And and so I, I don't know for sure that it will be African Americans. I think it would be appropriate. There's still the majority population. Oh, I would I would hope so. <laughs> but but, but I, I don't I don't know. I mean, like, you know, Detroit has a has a white mayor now. Uh, I think Memphis does. They say the next mayor of Atlanta is going to be white. All these chocolate cities are gentrifying. So I don't even uh, think they can do much with race around this. All they can say is it's going to be partisan. It's going to be Democrat. Yeah. But we don't know if it's going to be an African-American. Right. Right. More MIP after this message. They're going to say that anyway. The Marion Barry arguments. I mean, what else do they have? Yeah, the, the <laughs> they don't ghost, have anything. The Marion Barry. Uh, <laughs> they don't have anything else. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of, I have high hopes. And this is one yeah. of those things that if we can win the election, you know, if it doesn't happen this year, it's definitely not going to happen next year. So it's got to happen this year. If it doesn't happen this year, then we have to win. You know, it just, again, our, you know, future of a democracy is yet again on the ballot. And um, absolutely, midterm elections are tough for the party in power. 
And so it's yeah. we it's going to be. But I got to say, Mark, that I haven't seen the left this this jazzed with a Democratic president. Probably ever. No, no, no. Probably ever. And, and yeah. if you got you got Bernie praising Joe Biden and we know what a grump Bernie is. Right. I mean, he's, he, he, he does. He's not going to praise praise any Democrat, you know, out of expedience. Like if he does it, you know, it's legit. But Bernie's Bernie's he said grump. I didn't say that. So when y'all start trolling, oh, he's um, grumpy. Come on, I mean, I mean, I'm, it's not a bad thing. He's 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 an ornery, grumpy guy, and <laughs> I'm saying it. Don't yell at Mark. But uh, um, I'm just doing the hand gesture. Yeah. So yeah. So so for him for him to to pray if if we can keep this momentum going and we can keep sort of delivering for people. And I like I've said this before, Mark. Um, but if we can ex we can make the child tax credit the monthly check that people are going to get for their children. You know, three hundred and sixty dollars a month under the age of six, three hundred dollars a month over the age of six. Um, if we can make that permanent, and you got you have these these uh, voters going to the polls, and the choices between continuing to receive that check and not having that check anymore, I got to. QAnon people are going to have a hard time making that decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is what Republicans are going to stand for. They're going to stand for taking away everything that we Democrats are giving to people now. Because Republicans have no problem giving goodies to billionaires. I yeah. mean, that's all they do. And, and Joe Biden has messaged this so well that, again, it just blows my mind. Getting back to what is this Joe Biden? Where, you know. Because he's, you know, his whole argument is, oh, now they're going to talk about the deficit. They had no problem with the deficit when it was billionaires getting good stuff. But now we give regular people good stuff and now they're crying about the deficit. Right. And you right. make that argument that is a very cogent, powerful and true. Like you don't even have to like nobody's got to be faking that one. It's not like Republicans making up Mr. Potato Head scandals out of nothing. Right. I mean, it's a legitimately true argument. And you run on that. And you have the left energized. And then we have the big question mark. Will that the hidden deplorables, the Trump only voters, will they turn out in the midterm election? They didn't last midterm. They didn't turn out for the Georgia runoff. If they don't turn out and our people do. Right. Game over. And, and at that point. And it's for goodbye, filibuster. Goodbye. You know, hello, D.C. statehood. Maybe hello, Puerto Rican statehood. Uh, Good things can then finally truly, truly happen. Also assuming that after redistricting, we can hold the house, which is another question mark because we don't know what those maps are going to look like. Yeah, we know they're going to mess with the maps. Um, no, you're right. And and why would I mean, we have to be prepared for them to come out. But then why would they? What's the incentive? They're, they're not, not riled up. Right. Biden is not, not motivated. Right. Now, they, they, know, they don't have any of their own stars on the ballot at the top of the ticket. It's a midterm. So. Yeah, you know, and and, well, and 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 then I'm gonna tell you, man, they're gonna they're, there's gonna be further demoralization. This this Matt gets thing, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And then the QAnon dude has also been running child porn sites. I did a show the other day on that. <laughs> HBO didn't want to expose it, but but see, I mean, projection is a hell of a thing, man. That's all they do is projection. Yeah. Maybe you know Hillary Clinton running. Child kidnapping, pouring out a piece of joint. They're doing that. We, we, yep. And weirdly, they're not talking about that. How that's so strange. I don't, it's like almost as they, as if they weren't really sincere about it this entire time. 
which would be absolutely shocking. But um, it's 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 going to be, uh, you know, I mean, I got to say, we can talk about that next election, what we could accomplish with a bigger majority in the Senate uh, and a more equitable Senate with that. Yeah. That said, what's being done right now is absolutely mind-boggling. Like it just blows my mind that this is happening. And so um I think we need to take a moment really as progressives and and sort of applaud ourselves and realize that all that hard work we did the last few cycles in getting Democrats elected and in clawing that Senate majority despite this huge Republican advantage in that chamber and you know maintaining a house majority despite districts that were drawn by Republicans in 2010 and winning the white house, despite a map that once again, advantages Republicans because of the electoral college, despite all those things, we, we have the trifecta and we're, it actually matters. Like good stuff is happening. And that's because of all the hard work we did knocking on doors and getting our, and getting people registered to vote and in uh, donating money to campaigns, you know, and, you know, Stacey Abrams doesn't flip Georgia blue without huge investment with with small dollar donors and volunteers in Georgia and elsewhere. So these things are happening. And there's a lot of people doing a lot of work in places like Texas and Mississippi and South Carolina, and North Carolina, uh, maybe Florida. Florida always breaks our hearts. But these are all states where we have really good people working hard to organize. And we didn't get to where we are today because somebody decided to focus on Georgia two weeks before the election. Right. That was a 10 year project. And Mark, we were talking about Georgia way back. And so I just want people to realize that we have to continue looking long term. Like, you know, I've been talking a lot about Mississippi, but Texas can flip sooner. And that would be a death knell to Republican chances to win the the White House. Heck, just having the campaign in Texas is going to take money and time away from, you know, them spending time and money in places like Pennsylvania and Michigan. So our work actually matters and this is why biden is so transformational because he and just basically go status quo and you know nominate some good people and some cabinet agencies and do some you know prevent harm from being done which Mm -hmm. has been a lot what previous democratic presidents have done right they've prevented harm from being done not a bad thing it doesn't really motivate people to turn out and vote what biden is doing i think is truly going to motivate people to turn out and vote and it's imperative for joe manchin uh, and kirsten cinema I, I, except I just don't see cinema standing by herself if Joe Manchin is voting for something, right? So it's really coming down to <laughs> Joe Manchin. Does he want to kneecap uh, Joe Biden? And he has said repeatedly that he doesn't want that. And he's made that threat, you know, before that uh, people like Angus King have made too, which is if Republicans insist on trying to block everything, maybe the filibuster has to go. And so Republicans, of course, are going to keep trying to block everything because that's the only that's the only game they have. It's the only thing they know how to do. Um, but I think there's a real, real chance here that if we can keep doing this and we can keep putting pressure on Manchin, and I don't know if me and you and listeners can put pressure on Manchin, but Joe Biden can. Joe Biden can in a way that President Warren or President Bernie never would do. I mean, I think Manchin would have enjoyed opposing those two. Like he would have gotten off on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With Biden, you know, Biden's one of him, old white guy, right? So he can't do that. So Biden, you know, can slip him some goodies or give him, you know, trade off some things to uh, do some horse trading to make sure that, um, th- that, that, um, you know, that mansion stays aboard, at least on the big spending bills. Now, DC statehood might be a little tougher, but, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. 
I mean, can you imagine if if, if with this 50-50 Senate um, that all this stuff is happening? If we can get a couple more seats and a little breathing room, and then yeah, Mansion can do whatever he wants at that point. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He can roll the skin on the ceiling if he wants to. It won't matter. But, yeah, he'll he'll He's be free freedom. That's what that buys him freedom. Yeah, so so he ought to be for it. So, folks, as you know, um, Marcos's uh, um, original mistress was Georgia. Then he got a, a second mistress in Mississippi. Yeah. And I guess now he's practicing polygamy because if you listen to the brief this week, he's talking about Texas. So these these are his mistresses and his passion. We invite you <laughs> uh, passions. So we invite you to uh, check out the brief this week and hear all about um, the case he makes uh, for Texas. And he's right. Uh, but we got to do it. We can do it. It. it, it we can't feel it. We can do it. And by doing it, that means getting out to vote, do, replicating what happened in Georgia this past January everywhere. Just showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up and showing out, uh, overwhelming the numbers so that uh, no matter what the suppression effort is, it's hard to still beat us with the suppression. We yeah, Joe Biden only lost Texas by five and a half points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the margin funny enough that Hillary Clinton lost uh, Georgia by in 2016 and overcame that margin. And you know, it's really funny, Mark. Do you remember back 10 years ago when we were talking about Texas and I was, t I mean, Georgia, and I was telling you about how there were 700,000 unregistered mm -hmm. African-Americans in Metro Atlanta alone. Like that yep. was a number. And I think it came out of actually Stacey Abrams is where I first heard that. Guess how many unregistered African-Americans there are in Texas? Um, how many? 700,000. It's wow. it's the story. Same it's the number. same story. Wow. And so um, and Texas has, I think, by by raw numbers, has the second largest population of of um, of African-Americans in the entire country. I think New York is first. I think New York has the most of anybody. And then I think Texas is number two. Okay. And as a percentage, it's also number two. I think as a percentage, George, um, Mississippi, obviously, it's, it's got the right. most. Yeah. Um, but it's huge, right? As a percentage, people think Texas, they think Latinos, right? It's a, there's a huge black community in Texas that is not as, uh, hasn't performed as, as, uh, the way it was back in Georgia, right? Where they, there was no hope and, you know, what does it matter? And nobody's spending money to identify them and talk to them and help them out. The right, Koch right, brothers right. are in Texas trying to help out Latinos, right? Like we don't, liberals for donors for some reason they'd rather spend money trying to win uh, farmers in iowa than that are actually our core base um which is black and latino voters and young people so uh there's this huge untapped uh you know mass of people in texas if we were to register them to vote so seven hundred thousand unregistered african-americans biden lost the state by six hundred thousand and that's not including unregistered Latinos, unregistered young white liberals in cities, unregistered. Right. So when, the numbers that? are there. The numbers are there. Is, is there is there a Texas Senate seat open in twenty? No, uh, unfortunately not. No, Ted Cruz is lucky that he's not up for re-election after his stunt he pulled. Uh, he's up in twenty twenty four. So next year though, we have the governor's race. We have the statewide's. Right. So that'll be a big battle because again, big question. Are the Trump people going to turn out? And they didn't uh, four years ago. And that's when Cruz almost lost to Beto O'Rourke. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here we have 
these statewide elections, you know, we can win control of the state legislature. We we can win the uh, the governorship, lieutenant governorship. Texas is weird in that the lieutenant governor has more power than the governor. It's one of those weird constitutional, you know, political statistics, right? That that people don't realize. But um, so it'll it'll be a big battle. But then twenty twenty four, then you know you have Ted Cruz up for reelection and the presidential vote as well. So it's it's a state that's going to be happening politically for you know the next four years, and there's great organizing people on the brief this week. We talked to the Texas Organizing Project. These you know it's it's this on the ground organization organizing Black and Latino voters in the most of the major cities, so around Texas, Dallas, and San Antonio, and I think maybe Austin as well. Uh, and they're talking to literally millions of voters and they could talk to somebody more if they had the resources to do so. I don't understand why billionaires can come in and just drops hundred million dollars on them to do this work. Like you want to flip, you want to make, you want to obsolete Republicans, like take over Texas. That's right. And that money on Florida, get those, get those mm -hmm. newly enfranchised um, former, you know, felons in Florida that just got the vote. Why wasn't there like $100 million just to get those people registered and turned out? Like yeah. nothing. So that's a big challenge we face as a movement still. It's an underinvestment in our core non-white communities. And that's because most of the donors, most of the wealth is white people. Yeah. And that's a culture that needs to change. Yeah. Folks, do check out the new podcast, The Brief. Check out Daily Coast. Check out Civics with a Q. All of the above. Always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Talk next week. That's Thursday Coast, folks. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.